Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Jay. Those what those, up, baby? For those joining us now in the 9 a.m. hour. Key. Yo. So, you know, you know I'll be all over IG and stuff. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was laughing because your wife posted pictures of your uh, of your daughter's second birthday. <laughs> Yo, mini, y'all, y'all really had Minnie Mouse from Walt Disney at the crib. And why was Minnie Mouse like 6'5"? Why does Minnie Mouse that's look at you in the eyes? I know, but I didn't see the pictures until I saw it. I said, I told damn, you that's Minnie a, Mouse that, tall that, That's not a mouse. That's a damn rat. First of all, New you, York got, City. Key, you got the original Minnie Mouse. That's actually Minnie Mouse. <laughs> that, no, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we know some people, Y'all you know. know some people. Yeah. <laughs> no, we. Uh, Mickey's like, where'd Minnie go? He's, oh, she's over at Keys. <laughs> no, the 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 uh, young lady was dressed up as uh, one of the the Disney other Disney characters with the red hair. I can't think of the name of uh, the, the Frozen. Then, huh? Frozen. No, I think she was Aladdin, the one in Aladdin. Um, no. Whatever, it was one of the characters. And then, like twenty minutes later, she was a uh, like a, a clown painting faces. And then the next thing you know, I turned over, she was mini mini mouse. I'm like, damn, that's a huge mouse. That that ain't a mouse. That's a rat. It's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> no, she was she was really tall, Jay. I know. I was like, yo, the kids gotta be intimidated. The no, kid, my, my daughter was my daughter was uh, not t- didn't take a liking to her. Let's put it that yeah. way. She was waving. Yeah, they from get a scared. Distance. Too big. Yeah, she wouldn't. Man, the thing was big though. Like it was just a a creepy looking thing <laughs> to little bitty kids, you know. But yeah, Jay, we like to we like to have yeah, uh, y'all do it right. <laughs> characters and yeah, yeah. You think? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I got to go home before the party's completely over because they don't want me to see the bill. You just have to throw the Oculus on her and, you know, do it in the metaverse. Key, it's cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. Tell you yeah, that. that would be, yeah. Or do it like we did to get some Thrifty's ice cream and a, 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 a Duncan's High cake that my mother would make and call it a day. Okay. Mm. And what are you doing for your birthday? Y'all going to the park. There you go. Y'all, <laughs> no, y'all, no, no. y'all go to the park and we don't do the birthday that's at the park. You didn't, you didn't know how to do it up. Basement of McDonald's, you know, that's where you go for all yeah, that stuff. They have the little party, they have the little party bag. Growing up, you had a party in your backyard, which was small. Yep. Or you go to the park like Jay say. Yep. Your mother and your sister bake a Duncan Hines cake with it. like some bland ass sweet extra frosting that's either chocolate or the white kind. And if you're lucky, your auntie might make something and put a caramel sauce or something, as she done found the recipe in some damn magazine, and you're going to get Neapolitan ice cream. You're going to have some boiled hot dogs, boiled hot dogs that, that's like just. What was that about? Oh, that's By what you're going to have. No, that was a little different for me. Now, my mother was like real, like, uh, how could, like, crunchy, like, uh, like not hippie, but like um, beatnik type, right? Like an artist. So she, you know, would walk around New York City barefooted. Right? Like, oh, it's fine. No, ma, it's, it's glass and stuff on there. What are you doing? But so she was very against. She would listen to, like, public radio and hear how bad the cereals are for you and stuff. So I couldn't have, like, frosted flakes. Like, ma, you missed but if, out. If you're getting, <laughs> right. But, but if you're getting, getting cornflakes and I can put sugar on them, what's the difference? Just nah, that's of, worse. The, right, All the right. sugar go to the bottom right. of the bowl. It's the, oh, it's yeah. the worst. I so on my birthday, on so on my birthday, I got to 
pick what cereal. I could have as much as I like. I, she would get like Fruit Loops or Apple Jacks or something. Oh, it was the best. Then I would have like seven bowls, make myself sick, cuts all on the roof of my mouth. That was my birthday. <laughs> That's the Captain Crunch. Yeah, that Captain, is the Captain Crunch. Crunch. Yeah, oh, for sure. So good, though. too soggy, though. I'm like, I'm off it. I'm so like, good, but, though. But, you know, you yeah, know. either cut your mouth or it's soggy. Yeah, yeah. too much. What I do, Jay, in all honesty, everything I do is really for my kids. Um, really, truly is for my kids because the way that I grew up not having a whole lot and grew up, you know, poor whatnot and, and finally making it and having some success in life, I always want to give them what I did not have. So I don't mind giving lavish birthday parties for them. I can't wait till my daughter has a sweet 16. How do you, you know? bring them I up? I may by just the way. get a loan from you to do it. But By the way, Jeff Van Gundy is coming up here in about uh, five minutes. Talk NBA Finals, of course. How do you do that, Key? I have three kids. With, and still raise kids who appreciate, who don't take for granted that kind of material stuff that like other kids, most other kids who ever lived would like, oh my God, that's be incredible. But they just kind of grow up with it. How do you raise kids who don't take it for granted and still appreciate it? Is it possible? You know what we try what we try and do, like most people not I don't want to say like most people, but we try to do like most of our friends that have a different economic uh status and level is we try to take them back to reality by having them do things, doing holidays, gift things to the less than fortunate kids, um, you know, not just throw your clothes in the garbage, but make sure that you go back into the inner cities of where I grew up at, do things like that in the holiday time, Christmas time. Does it work? Yeah, absolutely. Man, absolutely. I tell my son (laughs) every time. See, you know how you got all these freeways out here, right, Max? Yeah, of course. In every freeway there's a sign. Somebody's standing with a sign. You know, we'll work for food, vet, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Every damn time we stop, Every Vance is like, you got some money on you? For what? Well, the guy's standing there. I'm like, Vance, come on, man. We can't just keep giving it to every damn body. But that's the, he just, in his mind, him and my daughter in their mind, they just always want to help. They always yeah, want to help. Good. They always want to help. And they understand that they are fortunate enough to be able to go to private school. They understand the difference, even though I use it as a threat. When I tell them they don't do something, I say, you're going to wind up going to public school, you keep messing with me. Man, public schools, I sometimes think the education might even be better in the public Depending on which, Depending on which one you go to, certainly is. I did well. I went to public schools my entire life. Yeah, and so did I. I had one year in a private school, and actually I liked my public school. Every other year was public, and I preferred it, actually, looking back. Because... First of all, you're exposed to more different kinds of people. And secondly, um, you know, everyone's like, oh, the kid needs so much attention. I didn't need – I was like a little bad kid a lot of the time. I didn't need to be one of like 12 kids in the class. I like kind of – I like getting lost. (laughs) It's changed. Back in the old days, PS4, 33 (laughs) kids in the class, you can kind of hide, you know. You You can maneuver properly. Yeah, you can maneuver. (laughs) Exactly. I I tried that, Jake. I tried, you know, this was way back when, you know, they were recruiting kids from the inner city to go to the public the private schools out in the valley. So it was a school called Montclair Prep. Montclair Prep was a big time prep school when I was growing up. And I went there, checked in for a day. I looked around there. I said, man, I can't do this. I I, I just ain't, I can't. I got to go back to the, I got to go back to the hood, go back to the inner city. Because this ain't going to work for me. But for, I, but for I elite athletes, for you guys get funneled into different situations than most people. Like, right? Because at a pretty early age, it's kind of 
clear that your life is going to be different than than your average person's life. You have life. that here in you know New York, New Jersey, with St. Anthony's, St. Patrick's, yeah. another school, St. Benedict's in Newark, New Jersey Academy. Uh, so yeah, typically you end up getting recruited because I mean that's especially now. I mean you have all these powerhouse academies around the around the country. It's all about how do you start getting ready for the next state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was enamored too, Jay, because they were like, oh, Cher went here. Not with me, Jay, so no, I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, Cher went here, and, and, and Toy Cook went here, and, and so all they had all these different people. I'm so enamored. I'm like, yeah, man, I want to go there. Man, I walked in that classroom and looked around. <laughs> I remember like, like it was yesterday. I was like, different, man. yeah, that's not really what I want to be doing. I'm going back over here to Dorsey and go back to the hood <laughs> and yet, where I'm a little more comfortable. And yet you you did lead a life that exposed you to more different kinds of people than you would otherwise have been exposed to if you weren't an elite athlete, right? Well, absolutely. And that makes 100%. you comfortable in all different kinds all of situations now, uh, I imagine. Yeah, when when you know, I'm I'm going to have I'm having a 50th birthday party coming up uh in July and I was just thinking yesterday you brought that up I was thinking of the the diversity that's going to be at my party. Just I'm talking about different economic, social backgrounds. Mm-hmm. When you when and I was you know because as I was doing stuff yesterday, getting ready for it, I was just thinking about all the different people that are going to come together. It, it's going to be interesting. You know what I'm saying, Max? I Real do. interesting. I do, man. You live a you live a, a life that exposes you to a lot. It gets you prepared for life in a different kind of way, and then you're going to see it all manifested right there, half a century on this earth. Keyshawn Johnson, this is your life. All right, listen. Jeff Van Gundy, ESPN NBA analyst. Uh, let me first say, tune into an NL West battle tomorrow night. As the Giants host the Dodgers, presented by Progressive Insurance, coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, so we're going to go to Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Some of the things we had some preparation with Miami off-ball actions, now we're taking it to a, another level with the, their execution and their shooters. Just respect in terms of understanding what he brings to the table on that end of the floor. He's relentless, he's physical, he's smart finds a you know a way to be in the right place at the right time so we gotta make it as tough as possible and you know make sure nothing is easy because if it's easy it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough tough time and now we are joined by the great jeff van gundy espn nba analyst coach how concerned should we be about steph's injury well i think certainly if he is is at all uh hobbled it's gonna make it even more challenging so I think it's probably the number one question that needs to be answered for the Warriors is, is he healthy? Because if he's not, I don't think they have much of a chance anyway, but if he's not healthy, I find it hard to believe they could win three more games in this series. Coach, have you ever coached a game and went into a game where one of the top player on your team hobbled in a significant fashion, a playoff game or a must-win game or something along those lines? And how did you handle it, if so? Yeah, I had um, Patrick Ewing uh, for basically a whole season. And, you know, he just didn't feel right the whole year. And I think when you you play the whole year like that, uh, Keyshawn, it actually makes it easier, not for the player, but for the coach, because you know uh, some nights he's going to feel better than others. And we had, uh, I think, a little bit more balance to our team offensively. I think in this case, 
they're so Steph Curry uh, dominated as far as their ability to score um, that he's going to have to put maximum pressure on the Boston defense, and he can only do that if he's you know mobile and he feels like he can move uh, at a rate that'll attract a second defender. Because if he can't attract a second defender, it's going to be hard for the other guys to be able to get enough quality shots to support them and them to be able to score at a good enough rate to win. Coach, I'm curious because yesterday I was on first take and we were kind of, you know, going back and forth around, you know, playing guys like Kaminga, playing guys like Moody Moore to give them a little bit more athleticism and youth on the court because it does feel like at times Golden State looks a little bit older in the way they get attacked off the dribble and not having a rim protector there. You know, traditionally for the Golden State Warriors has been different. So what do you think about using Steve Kerr, utilizing a little bit more of the youth in spurts throughout the course of the NBA Finals for this team? Well, I think a coach knows his team best. And Kaminga in particular, I think, played 70 games, nearly 17 minutes a game. So Steve Kerr has a great body of work to to decide who and who will not play. And he's chosen not to play both guys now. I I can see that changing tonight because it's obvious to see that Boston's the bigger, stronger, fresher, more athletic team. And, you know, I could see either Moody or Kaminga playing. The question then becomes, who do you take out? And what are you losing and what are you gaining? And I think these are all challenging, challenging decisions because – he made an initial decision not to play either in this series. Mm-hmm. And I wonder in his mind, has anything changed from what he's seen through the first three games uh, to alter who he wants to play? Because, um, you know, if you're going to count on, and I don't know how old Moody is, but let's say he's 19 or 20, it's really hard to count on two 19 or 20 year olds who haven't really been in the rotation in the playoffs to all of a sudden say on the road against the Celtics game four, seemingly a must win that, Hey, it's your time. Jeff Van Gundy, ESPN NBA analyst joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Uh, JVG, I was uh, I'm thinking a lot about the attitude of the Boston Celtics and you have guys like Grant Williams. You got have guys like Marcus Smart and I know like offensively, Jason Tatum is a very special player. But it, it does feel to me watching the finals that like just the way Jalen Brown has approached the game uh, in some impactful moments, if that's you know the beginning of the fourth quarter in game one to get the win on the road, the way he started the game in game three to kind of initiate uh, the, the, the tone of the game. Is it, is it fair to say that he is the attitude of the Boston Celtics in general? I don't know that, but I think what what he's done, like you just mentioned exceptionally well, is game two and game three, he's gotten them off to terrific starts. And I think what I really liked about what he and Tatum did in the last game is when they started their driving game, they got rid of the ball much earlier and were pinpointing passes uh, to the weak side corner. And I think... Golden State, what they need to do is they're going to have to guard the ball a lot better one-on-one. 
so they're not in so many scrambled situations with which let them uh, left them very vulnerable uh, on the offensive board. But I really liked how Brown didn't play with the ball, got rid of it early, shot it, you know, moved it um, quickly, made really sound, quick decisions. So I don't know how you want to label that, but I know he played exceptional basketball. And even though he didn't do a whole lot after that as far as from a stat sheet, I thought the way he got him off to a great start, they played from ahead, um, I thought he was terrific. The coach, Jeff Van Gundy, ESPN NBA analyst and former NBA head coach, is joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Coach, how important is it for Draymond Green to bounce back in this game for the Warriors? Well, the problem is the way they're they're guarding uh, Golden State um, makes it challenging for Green in this manner. Um, Green lives off teams that end up putting two on the ball off of him onto Curry, and then he can short roll into the middle of the floor, catch it, and then be the primary decision maker in four-on-three situations. Because they're switching his pick and rolls, he doesn't get those same opportunities. And when he doesn't get those opportunities, it's not like he's a knockdown shooter or he's a post-up player and can post the smaller guys. Um, his his main function offensively is he's uh, a great passer and a tremendous screener. And because of their switching scheme off of him, uh, they've sort of negated both things. So to me, it's going to be imperative for Green then to make his mark defensively. They have to turn Boston over. If they don't turn Boston over, I don't think they can score enough in the half court to beat him. So if they can turn him over, and Boston at times has been a high turnover team, then Green in transition can make his mark by pushing it and making the right decisions. But I don't think in the half court, um, because of the way they're guarding, and because of their size, that he's going to have a chance to be a, you know, fourteen to sixteen point uh, scorer in any of these finals games. Jeff Van Gundy, ESPN NBA analyst, coach. We've been talking a lot today about young duos in the league, looking at Tatum and Brown, and thinking, you know, if you took I don't know twenty five and under or something like that, is there a duo like even? who could be mentioned with those two when you look at their horizons, what do you think of them among young duos and young teammates in the NBA? Well, I don't really off the top of my head, I, who else would be considered right, Luca and anybody? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. John um, someone. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you could, you could make the case, but these guys are what, what they give uh, the Celtics, obviously, you know, they score it. Uh, they're both uh, very active and improved defensively. And they give you such versatility from a lineup uh, standpoint because they're so big at the wing, right? And they, so they can slide up a position. If you need to play only one big, they can slide down um, and give you that jumbo type of wing package that they do. I, I just think um, they're terrific. And, um, they were high, you know, what, third and fourth picks in the draft for a reason. Uh, they're talented. And Tatum, you know, 
and Brown too, it, together. They've improved consistently, and they've won consistently since they've been in the league. Last year, they lost in the playoffs, but Brown was unavailable, right? So when they've been available, they've proven over time that they're going to win at a high rate. And this year, um, you know, they're two wins away from winning it all. So this is a, a tremendous duo that has uh, a bright present and a bright future. So, Jeff, if, if you are – you're Steve Kerr. You're in a locker room tonight getting ready to come out and play against the Boston Celtics uh, in a game that you hope to steal one on the road. You know you kind of need it. Um, but what are the three keys? Like, what are three things that I need to pay attention to tonight that will lead to the Warriors winning the game? Well, I think it all starts uh, with their ability to guard the ball. Um, if they can guard the ball better, uh, I just thought it was blow by after blow by um, in game three. If they can guard the ball better, they can turn them over, which is would be the number one thing I have to do to be able to score enough. Um, and second, it's going to keep me at home and be able to give myself a better chance to rebound the ball. So I think everything starts with guarding the ball for which will allow them maybe to force more turnovers and then rebound the ball better. And then I think when you're talking about offensively, I think Golden State's turnovers, uh, which got them into problems um, in the fourth quarter, they've got to be a low turnover team. And then again, I'm trying to get Steph Curry as many pick-and-roll situations as I can. Because to me, that's the only way they've been able to generate consistent offense. Jeff will be on the call. Jeff Van Gundy, of course, with Mike Breen and Mark Jackson tonight on ABC in this hugely important game for coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern. Thanks, coaches. Glad always. you're feeling better, JVG. Yeah, thank you so much. You guys have a good rest of the day. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. If you missed Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this week, it's Zach, Friday. You missed a lot. Back in 2009, I'm at the W Hotel in L.A. Mike Tyson grabbed my shoulder. And then everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. You know what I'm saying, Jay? Everybody has a plan. You keep imitating Mike like that. Watch what happens. Uh, Mike, that was Jay, not Please me. let go of my shoulder, Mike. <laughs> but LeBron James saying out of the teams that he would like to play for, like, that's it. I'm not doing it. You're doing it, Jay. You're doing it. No, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. 
You said no. LeBron James. LeBron James. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. The Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. Are you watching Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yes, I am. I don't want to offend anybody, yeah. but I don't even know who Obi-Wan right. Kenobi Obi-Wan is. Kenobi, oh, I got you. Up What's until up? a couple years ago, I thought it was Dark Vader. Yeah, Dark Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Just like when the, the two-on-two, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And Max. Played Barton Hahn, two-on-two. Everyone made contributions. We don't, we don't keep track of that stuff. We're a team. I remember someone on this show. I remember it was discussed a lot. Tom Brady, maybe on a boat, handshake agreements. It doesn't matter who brought it up. It's one of us. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I brought it up. Listen to <laughs> Thank you. Jay you know, Jay, Jay ain't going to relinquish his rights. Nah, man, not on that one. <laughs> not on that one. Jay, I thought we were a team. No, we're not. Oh, okay. man, you know, Jay, Jay, Jay want that credit. No, listen, Jay brought it up on this show. That's the important thing. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Tom Brady said the following. Listen to this at a, at a press conference. At, listen to what Tom Brady says here. I mean, it's... Again, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people, as I've had for the last three or four years in my career, about, you know, different opportunities when I'm done playing with football. So, um, you know, I kind of made a decision of what I'd like to do, and um, I'll, be, I'll get to be in the game of football. And I think for me the most important thing is where I'm at now, you know, what I hope to do for this team. That's, that's been my commitment to, you know, this, this team and organization. It's been so much fun for me to come here two years ago. It's been almost two and a half years now. And uh, it's been an incredible part of my football journey. See, I don't like that Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, you like you like Tom Brady twenty four hours ago. You talk about how likable he's become. Yeah, but it, but now he's giving me the old New England Patriot Yoke tone. Up. I just don't. Uh, uh, right, Jay. I just don't like it. it. That's why I always keep when you know when they made this announcement about Tom Brady in the booth. I'm like, okay, because I'm torn. Because I think he has brilliant insight, but is he going to be real and raw with his insight? Because like when I listen to Tom Brady when he's in a Bucks uniform, like that's real raw, like talking that kind of beep kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I, I need that TB. I don't need the TB dancing around answers. I know he's going to be politically correct around ownership of a team, but he didn't deny it though, Key. That was he big. didn't deny it. Jay, hundred percent. Listen to Jeremy Fowler on this very program. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL writer. <laughs> he told this during Hot News or Not News. You got to see Keith's face just shaking his head. He could have said no. I had no interest in playing for the Miami Dolphins or, you know, I'm only focused on the Tampa Bay Bucks. But he said he had a lot of conversations with a lot of people, which tells me that there was some serious smoke around the Dolphins situation, uh, which, you know, portends to the future a little bit. He's a free agent next year. He didn't do a contract extension with Tampa. This is probably not going away. Maybe there'll be a flirtation next offseason to play for the Dolphins. I, I think this is an underplayed story league-wide. Uh, that the best player of all time almost went down to Miami to potentially be like a part owner slash quarterback. Um, yeah, I still think he goes to the Fox booth next year because he's got that contract done, but we'll see. What's the matter? Soup too hot? Soup too cold? What, what would Brady be age-wise next year? Be, well, he's turning 45 at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah, he's the age 45 in, in season. August? It's in August, I think. So he'll August. be 46. No, no, he'll be 45 no this 40, season. No, 45. I'm talking about next, next year. year. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. want no damn 46-year-old Tom Brady at quarterback. Man, please. If Tom Brady... Stop! If Tom Brady 
were to have a retirement year for one team in the same division as Bill Belichick that would lead into ownership for the Miami Dolphins. You're telling me if you're the Dolphins, you wouldn't do that? Jay, before we even get there, I'm with you. When you were talking about the stuff, hey, you, could, you couldn't have a handshake agreement on a boat and everything, Jer- Jeremy Fowler just said exactly what I've been thinking. This is a hugely underplayed story. Like, Key, you could say Tom Brady's kind of like, you don't like him again, he's not giving you the real, but he did not deny, like, considering and talking to the Dolphins. To me, that's a huge thing. He's trying to get to Miami, it sounds like. It, it, it certainly sounds that way. The, the, look. Anything that Tom Brady does as far as ownership is obviously when he retires, then that's going to turn into a whole thing. Investigation going to be in it. Well, did you promise him anything before he's signed on? La 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 la. Because he can't get it as a player. He won't be able to do it as a player because it it will violate salary cap and NFL uh, PA rules and everything else. So his ownership stake on any team at all in the NFL would have to come once he's retired. Look, if if he can do it, do it. Why not? If somebody offering you up a piece of the piece of the pie cuz I know they ain't giving it to everybody, that's for damn sure. What if Tua has a real big year? Like I know you don't think a lot of him, Key, like he's okay, but Tua, you know, Drew Brees wasn't any great shakes his first couple of years. And that's a guy who people have been kind of not exactly, but he's been hopefully compared to, right? Left-handed, smaller guy, maybe he could be accurate enough. But what if he takes real strides? They put him in a good situation, lots of weapons around him. He's made progress between years one and two. If it keeps up, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we don't want to move off this young guy, right? Does the, it, like how real is Tom Brady? To the, what what Jay just painted? Tom Brady in the same division as Bill Belichick in his final season in the NFL. Well, Jay, Jay had said during the whole beginning of the Brian Flores uh, lawsuit and all the different stuff that was going on with Brian Flores, Jay brought up the fact that there was a secret meeting with a certain quarterback on a certain boat by a certain owner in the Florida area, and it was leaning more and more towards Tom Brady. Jay just didn't give up the name, but now Jay won't credit. Well, was I supposed to break news on everything? I mean, I just just telling you what I heard from a very – Valid source. It just, you heard it on Keyshawn, Jay Willemax. All I'm saying is, like, this to me seems like there's a lot of positioning for Tom Brady. It's the first thing I said even when his salary came out. I'm like, oh, this is what he's going to make on TV. Like, all right, like, what are the next step for Tom Brady? Like, I know people who are in television on the basketball side who own pieces of teams. Like, like legit pieces of teams. Like, Shaq owns a legit piece of the Sacramento Kings. Grant Hill does NBA stuff for TNT, does the NCAA tournament, owns a legit piece of the Atlanta Hawks. Like, it, it's a world in which I could easily see Tom Brady transitioning and, Jay Will with the Mets. and setting it all up for right now. Jay Will with the Mets. <laughs> Jay Will is on a very popular maybe, morning maybe show. multiple, you know, sports franchises. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, and he owes a piece of the Mets, piece of the Nets. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. <laughs> we all own a I'd piece like of a piece of Let's not forget about Max. Part of, part of the new yeah, uh, part Ring the new, Magazine. I'm not part of the new ownership group. Whatever Jay does, I glom on. I've been with Meta, the Metaverse and NFT since the beginning of time with Jay. That's right. I have a piece of the Metaverse. The biggest question of the morning, nevertheless, gentlemen, remains. Michael Jackson or Chris Brown? Is Chris Brown more talented than Michael Jackson, as Ryan Clark claims? What? 
and Jay Will is running on the same ticket with Ryan Clark. This is their platform. Chris Brown. Lose, 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 and then Michael lose. Jackson. Your last chance to weigh in, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's next. By the way, if you win the argument, Jay, it's, I want a piece of it. Jay, on ESPN Jay argument. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Today's interesting. There's, okay. a, there's a new movie that um, you know has Adam Sandler in it. There's been a lot of... Uh, no promotion around Adam Sandler, obviously, with a guy trying to come back and play basketball. And Anthony Edwards is doing a cameo in the movie, Max and Key. Heard good and things. Key, like I've been trying to tell you from the beginning, I've known Ant Edwards for a minute. Like, he is one of the most talkative dudes there is in the NBA. And he has this scene. Is that why you call him Baby Key? I call him Baby Key. He has a scene in the movie where he's literally talking to this European player that's trying to make it in the league. And the trash talking that he has, that he's saying to him as he's talking about his kid in the stands, is like some next pair, like some next level Gary Payton type of stuff here. And it's just like for me, Key, like this is what sports is about. Can you, in, in, in moments, like it's not about the game on the court, it's also about these people that get you lost in the other games of trash talking. And I just, I love the scene, man. It epitomizes what sports is to me. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, you say baby key, and, and a little bit of uh, what he did in the in the movie was a little bit of some of the stuff that I would do in games. Yeah, I would talk quietly, like you wouldn't even know. You just think I'm just having a conversation with the dude. Oh yeah, but I was, I was to the point where people wanted to fight me. See, that's the thing, though, Key. How, how many people did you get? Like, it's like we just had Patrick. Beverly and a lot of here, and right? some of my stuff, Jay, <laughs> yeah. it was authentic, real. Like <laughs> it was, real. it really oh, happened. Know, yeah. Some of the, <laughs> Some of the stuff really happened. You know, once upon a time we were playing in a uh, a game against the I think it was the Minnesota Vikings, and the guy was on the Minnesota team. And for whatever reason, we were I didn't know that the young lady was a friend of his, but I knew. There was a young lady involved. Go ahead. And, and and I walked back side by side at the walking to the huddle back toward the huddle after I made a catch and we're looking at the big screen to see the catch and he's walking next to me and I knew Jay <laughs> you know I knew I was like damn and they showed the kiss cam she was sitting next to her buddy oh, you know how they no. show cute girls and I knew first thing I said I was like 
blankety blank. What the hell is she doing here? She was just in Tampa Sunday. She was just in Tampa on Friday. <laughs> See, he was shot yeah. for the rest of the game, Jay. Jay, shot what? for the rest of the game. Look up. Yeah, he I was on the kiss cam. I can't. He was get, done. Do you know people be ready to fight? People oh, he was angry. Done. He was done for the rest of the game, man. <laughs> uh, what happened to you, Max? No, okay, anyway. <laughs> I played I play dirty when I Have I ever been on the kiss cam? Is that what you're asking? Kiss cam? You ever been on the kiss cam? No, never no, been no. on the kiss cam. All right. Tell them because. Keyshawn, J. Will, and X Two, presented three, by Progressive Insurance. There's some. I say you also have to evaluate where someone's talent puts them among their contemporaries. Is Chris Brown as far ahead of his contemporaries in terms of talent as Michael Jackson was? I, I, think, we, uh, I think we put up a poll, too. What, did, what, we? did we put up a poll? At Key, J, and Max? Yeah, Jeff, I think we did, right? Jeff in Wisconsin, who you got? <clears throat> Hello, Jeff, Jeff, are you there? Michael and, 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 and uh, Chris Brown would be like Jay Will. Nine in the same category. Michael all the way. Michael all the way, Jay. It would be like me and who, not in the same category? No, no, let's just, uh, I don't know. I missed that last part. <laughs> MJ, Michael. It's like comparing MJ to Jay Will in the basketball world. Really? Not in the uh, same hemisphere. Actually, Jay was really? drafted one slot before Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan went third. Jay went second. Yeah. Winner. On Winner. War yeah. in Brooklyn. Who you got, MJ or Chris Brown? <laughs> Come on, man. It's MJ all the way. Yeah, I feel Why? Like Jay uh, why? Yeah. why? I mean, Steph Curry and Michael Jordan. Like, Steph Curry's got the three. He could play golf, but you're not taking Curry <laughs> over Jordan. We're not, we're not talking about taking like, somebody over. We're talking about well, talent. Well, you you talent. said Chris Brown can shoot a basketball. He can paint. Yes. Have you watched Michael Jackson's videos, like the stuff that he produced? He was a perfectionist. In the way he that, made his that, music, man. You take... So Chris Brown's not a perfectionist in the but way he makes but, his music. But, but but Jay, that's what I try to tell you. You got to dive into the history of MJ to understand what an artist he was. That's what I was trying to tell you. By the way, we did put up a poll, and it's of not course, even fair. Of though, course, Jay. Michael. What is of it? Of course, Jay? I'm not going to be but Jay, in, Jay, in the majority Jay. here on this, and I don't. No, care. you ain't and in the I majority at by all. I, I, I want to hear the Key. results. Key, what you got? I'm not a follower. The I'm polls, <laughs> the poll, Michael Jackson. What was it like? Ninety-three percent. Right, yeah, we got seven percent. Chris Brown, seven percent. That's all I need. Seven percent. Come on, man. Seven percent. That's all I need. I'm okay. I'm confident with seven percent. But maybe Linda in New York thinks something different. What's Come up, on, Linda. Linda. Nope, Linda yeah. thinks Michael Jackson all day. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, man, they go. Somebody call in who wants to support me. Please. Go no, ahead, go to the, I thought RC made a real good, real, real strong <laughs> argument. Man, did you just hear 93 to 7? That ain't no damn argument. <laughs> Nobody's worried well, about I mean, what I'm other saying people think. It was persuasive now to me. Now you I'll ain't worried about Michael the other Jackson, people but... say on Twitter all of a sudden. Nah, I never. I Don't listen to Twitter, Key. So you tell me every day. <laughs> hey. Michael Jackson, now we got, Michael Jackson had the biggest moment in the history of American popular culture. I get it, I get it, I get it. And had the biggest is, selling album of all time by a all factor time. of something. He's the king, I get it. I get it, Tom Brady's the king. But Aaron Rodgers, he's more talented. I can't believe you guys are talking over this. Jeff in Rome. 
Unbelievable. Rome, New York, Rome? that is. Oh, oh, okay. In Rome, Rome, New York. Rome. Oh, Rome, New York. Yeah, there's lots of, you know, Romes and Ithacas in New York. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jeff in Rome, New York. Who you got, MJ or Chris Brown? Yeah. Uh, well, I got a uh, – well, of course, it's, it's MJ. It's because MJ, this dude got a game called Moonwalker. <laughs> he has a video game. Not the fact of that. I don't see people like Chris Brown. Yo, let's, let me get a game. Uh, Chris Brown. The rapper, like it's like it's just it's just there's nothing to compare here. And the fact that MJ, if you want to be like MJ, how can you be better than somebody when you want to be like him? You know what I'm well, saying? You, you, you could try to like emulate move, him. You could try to do what they do, but surpass. I've him. said this before. I said that Kobe. I think Kobe at the end of the day was more skilled than Michael Jordan. Doesn't mean that he was better. No, no, it doesn't mean he was more talented. He was more skilled because he built on what Jordan did but not more talented, couldn't okay. jump as high, run as fat, that type of stuff. You see what I'm saying? I, I hear you. So you're saying Chris Brown is more talented than Michael Jackson. Yes, I'm co-signing. Ryan Clark is saying that. I'm co-signing it. You're co-signing Just Ryan Clark. Just to clarify. Can't yeah, sometimes, Jay, you shouldn't step in something that ain't yours. You do understand that, right? I, I'm that okay wasn't with your, it, though. That wasn't your fight. Today's Friday. I can't I'm fine believe Jay thinks that Chris Brown's more popular Nobody than Michael Jackson. Nobody will remember Jackson. what we talked about in two days from now. Jay, I can't <laughs> you believe you, you think hear, Chris Brown is more popular hear, than Michael Jackson. You didn't hear Max just now. No, what did Max say? How could you he say he's more popular than Michael He just said he can't believe that popular. He said popular. Key, could you believe this guy? I can't believe it. No, don't call in the next caller. Marco in Brooklyn. What do you think? Guys, uh, before I start, like, I, I'm just trying to get my emotions together, mm-hmm. and I don't understand how somebody would say Chris Brown is more talented than than than, than Michael Jackson. Even 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 Usher was better was talented more, uh, better than Chris Brown. Even Usher. Ooh. So, what are we talking about right now? Not even the same status here. You've lost all credibility with me now. Well, Chris Brown's a very. I've lost all guy. credibility with you. Okay, moving on to the next caller. Where's the next caller where I can Jay get, some, I get my credibility back? Jay in Detroit. Hey, what's the deal, man? Uh-oh. He, I, I can hear it in his voice. No, he a Michael Jackson <laughs> guy. I, really, I sense it. I can feel hey, the force. Hey, 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 it's Joey. Though, like, I called a couple times, you feel me? But no, I say Chris Brown more versatile. Told like, you! you know how you do that Jack but I can hear it in his voice. Hey, Joe. But I can hear it in his voice. He's 25. I'm 22, but look. Okay, uh, 22. Chris Brown, more versatile. He jack all trades. But I I'll told say you. Michael Jackson. No, listen, listen, listen. But with Michael Jackson, he kind of like Aaron Donald. Like, you know how, like, he's so far ahead in what he do. Like, like he the best at what he do. Like, he's so far ahead in this specific category. I think you got to give it to what, Michael Jackson. But I, I think it's closer, though, than what a lot of people are trying to see, say. In other words, in other words Thank Key, you, Thank this you, is what Jay. I was saying before. In the principal area of comparison, which is as a performing, performing artist – MJ has it, but Chris Brown has things that go beyond the principal comparison. I, I get what Jay is saying. Daniel in Texas, you got 30 seconds. What you got, Daniel? Uh, I called in to – I'll stick up for Jay. Uh, I'm going to say Chris Brown. Uh, I'm, I'm 32. I love Michael. But when you're talking about – I think it's like Max said earlier, it's talent and skill, Right. Chris Brown took his shots. He makes every single different type of dancing and everything. Yes, Michael perfected his little stuff in music, right? His, he, he's, he's great at what he does. I'm like, Steph Curry's like a true point guard, and he's great at what he does. But overall, when you talk about Chris Brown, I think he's just 
He's like, yeah, he's Michael Jackson did perfect around. his little stuff, had the highest selling album of all time by a factor of something. Yeah, why are you so emotional? You said don't get emotional with when you discuss because he said they call him the little. little. Can you call every quarterback in in the, in the NFL little? You know that little QB. They're smaller than me. Like oh, now is it? Greeny is coming up. To say little. Will this conversation continue on Greeny? Coming up next, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. of the ocean. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.